to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. And when we take in the entire life of Jacob in the Bible, we see someone who learned from God. Jacob was educated, learned big things from the Almighty. And he learned one thing in particular that the pages of the Bible show us he learned. But he didn't learn it fast. No, there's an education for Jacob that goes from his very first moment in this world up to his final moments at a good old age. It wasn't until Jacob was at the end of a very long life that it appears he finally, only then, learned this one lesson that God had been teaching him for decades and decades. So my goal right now is for you to learn, during this short time we have together, for you to learn what it took Jacob his whole life to learn. But I don't want to make it sound like Like Jacob was an especially bad learner, as though you can learn in minutes what he learned over decades. I think you'll see that what you're about to learn, while I'm going to boil it down to a simple phrase or two, I think you'll see that it's going to take you years to really learn it. So here's how I'm going to structure the message. First, we're going to take some moments to consider Jacob's life in its entirety, Then we'll consider the one thing that Jacob finally learned. I try not to make you wait too long to get to that. Then we'll see in detail with our one Bible verse for today, why it was so hard for Jacob to learn this. And finally, we'll consider the details of our lives in relation to this one thing that we're going to learn. All right. The life of Jacob. We read about Jacob in the first book of the Bible. It's called Genesis. And Genesis means beginning. And we learn in that book about the beginning of the world, but also the beginning of a lot of people's lives. We don't just learn of the adulthood of a bunch of ancient people. We see with so many of them, their birth and what was going on in their family as they first came into the world. So what made Jake, what was special about Jacob's entrance? What was going on in his family and what was special about his birth? Jacob was born into a family that God had communicated with. God spoke to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, and to Jacob's father, Isaac. We had a reading earlier in the service that gave to us a big message that God had spoken to Abraham. There were a lot of words packed in there, like the word nation and the word name, even the strong word curse. But there is a single thread running through that reading. Basically, what God told Abraham and then spoke again to Isaac years later is this. I, the Lord... I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless those who bless you. 
and through you, I'm going to bless all people. We'll think about the, more of the definition of the word bless in just a moment, but you already get that a blessing is a good thing. And God was saying that he would bless Abraham, would make it so other people would bless Abraham because God would bless them in their blessing of Abraham. And that God was going to use Abraham to bless people far beyond the parameters of Abraham's life. And before I really dived into the stories of the Bible, I used to think that people in the Bible, like Abraham, who lived a nomadic life, going around from place to place and living in tents, I thought that these were poor people that the Bible was focusing on. But after reading more, I saw that Abraham and his son Isaac, they were in fact rich. These were wealthy people, at least for their time. Over the course of years, Abraham had gathered a large group of people around him, many of whom would have been considered some kind of servant for Abraham. And he had this big traveling family. It got so big that he was able to send his men out as a fighting force, as an army, to battle against the armies of tribal kings. Just like God had promised, God blessed Abraham. And the way the blessing was visible in his life was by Abraham's wealth, how much he had gained. Instead of living a life of loss, Abraham's life was marked by gain. Even though Abraham and Isaac made some big mistakes in their lives, God kept to his word and blessed them. Always made it so that at the end of whatever crisis or problem they were dealing with, that by the end of it, they would always come out with more. That they would still gain. That's Jacob's family. And how was he born into that family? Not alone. He had a twin brother. Any of the Bible smarties here remember Jacob's brother's name? Anyone remember? Esau. Nice. Very good. And Esau was the one who came out first. Older than Jacob by just a minute. And what a minute it was. The Bible tells us that little baby Jacob, when he was being born, was holding onto the heel of his brother Esau. And that would be alarming in a birth situation. But that was only a small thing for them. They got through that. But then it was the genesis of Jacob's jealousy and jockeying for gain. That was a fun phrase to write, by the way. The genesis of Jacob's je jealousy and jockeying for gain. As Jacob and Esau grew up, they competed for their parents' love and approval. And this feud between them exploded when their father Isaac gave his blessing. I told you we get to the word blessing. Here's what a blessing is. It's an official oath of wealth that's waiting. A blessing is an official oath of wealth that's waiting for you. Wealth that's on its way. It's an official oath of that. Remember that moment in The Office, season four, when Michael gets in financial trouble and has to declare bankruptcy? Remember how he did it? 
Some of you know this. Uh, Michael has no idea what bankruptcy is. So they're in the office of their paper company. Michael gets up in front of everyone and loudly says, I declare bankruptcy. Michael thought you had to just say it out loud. But back in Jacob's day, it was kind of like that. If you wanted to make an official oath, you'd gather people around and you'd make a big show of saying what you wanted to have happen. And Isaac had not yet declared who he wanted to have inherit the greater share of his wealth. Isaac had not yet blessed one of his sons. So what do you think someone like Jacob, the heel grabber, would do? Well, exactly what he did. In Genesis chapter 27, Jacob schemed and tricked his father who in his old age was going blind. Jacob tricked Isaac into giving his blessing to Jacob, thinking he was giving it to Esau. And when the lie was exposed, Isaac says he has to go with who he said. He still is going to bless the person who is standing in front of him. And do you know how angry Esau was about this? He was so mad that he threatened to kill his brother, Jacob. So Jacob has to run for his life. He has nothing to his name. There's this oath, this blessing that Isaac spoke. But Jacob can't collect on any of that. He has to run from his brother. Jacob is so broke at this point that while he was on the run, we're told that at night, the only pillow he had to lay his head on was a rock on the ground. But even with all that, Something even crazier happens while Jacob is sleeping there in the wilderness. God shows up and blesses Jacob. Do you follow the flow of what has happened so far in Jacob's life? He's constantly grabbing for more, always looking out for his own gain. And in his pursuit of all that gain, he fails and loses everything. Then God makes an official oath, a blessing, so that not only is it Isaac's plan to bless Jacob, but it's also God's plan. And the wise thing at that point would be for Jacob to trust what God had said and no longer scheme for more and more gain. But that's not Jacob's way. Jacob makes it to the home of some distant relatives and spends years with them. But he falls into the trap of jockeying over and over again with his relative Laban for wealth and for all sorts of stuff. Jacob doesn't want to lose a single thing. He wants to gain every single thing he can. So he lies, and he twists the truth, and he deceives all so that he can gain, gain, gain. Many years later, Jacob returns to the place he grew up. And during all that time, Esau proved that he wasn't like Jacob because Esau didn't get wrapped up in this gaining and losing mindset. When Esau and Jacob finally meet, Esau forgives Jacob. So think, what a journey Jacob had been on. And when we pick up the story years later, when Jacob 
Jacob's children are now emerging adults. Jacob hasn't gotten past the mindset that Esau escaped. Jacob is foolishly pitting his children one against the other. It's messed up, it's manipulative, and it's more of the mindset that says, I can never lose. I must always gain. Think about this for you. The losing and gaining mindset is something that most of us, maybe all of us, struggle with. Like in Jacob's life, it can tarnish our relationships. But even as individuals, the losing and gaining mindset is just such a foolish trap to fall into. Think about it at a spiritual level. Why might it be not so great for you to gain? This is something that I am struggling with recently. My adulthood has been a steady climb upward to having more and more. And now that me and my family live here in Goodview and we got that wonderful house to live in right next door, I got it made in the shade like Dennis Quaid. Really, I don't know what to do with that in my heart. Because all that gain can distract from what's most important. And it can give me an empty hope. And this might be heavy, but it can be a big test from God. It can be God challenging me. Like God is asking me, can you see past all that? Can you still see me? Gaining isn't all it's cracked up to be. And losing? Well, it's all relative, right? I mean, there could be people 200 years from now who look at us with our current stuff and our current conveniences, and they could think that we were dirt poor, that our existence was pitiful. And to take it a step further, God could be behind you losing, you missing out. His ways are above our ways. And if you think that what you want for you and what God wants for you are going to match up, you're delusional. What are the chances that God's desires and your desires will be perfectly aligned? And yet, we get caught up in worry and anger about something, some wealth that we feel we've lost out on. Thinking back to Jacob, there's some extraordinary things we see in his life. First, it's extraordinary how much blessing God was doing. Also, it's extraordinary that Jacob spent so many years stuck in that gaining and losing mindset. But there's something else that's just as extraordinary. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Faith chapter, where various Bible people are brought up as examples of faith, where they're commended for how faith in God played out in their lives. In that chapter, God mentions Jacob. Let's now finally look at our Bible verse for today. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Do you see what Jacob finally learned? It took till the end of his life, right when he was dying. And what do you see him doing? Blessing. 
In fact, in those twilight moments, we see Jacob giving all sorts of blessings. Remember how he had been so conniving for his own father's blessing? Well, he's handing out blessings like hotcakes at the end of his life. Like he can't get blessings out there fast enough. It's a reversal of attitude for Jacob. He finally unlearned that bad mindset and learned the new thing that God had been teaching him all along. Are you ready for the thing? If you want to write it down in the worship folder, feel free to do so. Here's the big idea. God isn't out for you losing and gaining, but you blessing. Do you sense the power of that? God doesn't want you to get caught up in the losing and gaining vicious cycle. God is showing you the escape, the escape from that destructive mindset. The escape is for you to bless, for you to see your life as a conduit, as a pipeline of blessing, that God is blessing all sorts of people, almost like God can't get the blessings out fast enough. And you're a step on the way for so many of those blessings. It's hot potato. Imagine God playing hot potato with you. God bobbling the potato and getting rid of it, passing it over to you. And, and the purpose is for you to pass it on to others. And by faith, by trusting in God, by getting what God was up to, by finally learning, Jacob is a hero for us on this. Take a look once more at this verse from Hebrews chapter 11. What does it say that Jacob did? The verb there is he blessed. But whom did he bless? Each of the two sons of Jacob's son, Joseph. I'm going to ask you to stick with me for just a little bit longer because I have another thing to teach you about this. Jacob's son, Joseph, also had an eventful life. There were so many ups and downs And by the end of Jacob's life, his son Joseph has finally made it all the way up to being a top official in the nation of Egypt. And Jacob had, uh, Joseph had two sons there in Egypt. And when it came time for Jacob at the end of his life to bless his sons, his many sons, Jacob treats both of his grandsons through Joseph like they are his sons, lifting these two young ones up a level in blessing. Do you know why that was such a big deal? Why that part of it was a sign of Jacob's great faith in God? It's because Jacob was putting his entire legacy at risk. Jacob's entire family was very possibly already going to get sucked up into Egyptian society. Any glory for Jacob and his children would be sucked up into the glory of Egypt. And then Jacob gives double blessing to his Egyptian son, Joseph, by blessing both of Joseph's sons. Jacob leaned into this big risk. Why? Because Jacob knew he had finally learned that even if he loses, somehow in the big grand plan that only God is in control of, that somehow God would still bless 
Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and make a great nation out of them. And maybe it was all meant really to help their Egyptian foreigners. Not for Jacob and his family. But oh well, Jacob thought, I'm going to bless who I'm going to bless. What's your hot potato? Is there a thing in your life that you've been as clueless as Jacob for so many years? Something that God has given to you, but not really for you, but rather so that you would bless. Jacob learned by the end of his life that it's only by blessing others that Jacob could truly be blessed. And he even let go of his legacy. He knew it was right and good and beautiful and noble to bless even with that. What is it for you? Have you thought that through? Do you know what it is? Might it be that thing? Or maybe even that thing? Or, yikes, maybe even that thing? Have we learned this lesson yet? But there's one more thing to learn. And it's the thing that God has been teaching you every week at church. Seriously, every week at church, there's this prayer that we pray together, the Lord's Prayer. And in that prayer, we're asking God to bless us with all sorts of stuff, that his kingdom would come, that we'd be delivered from evil, all that amazing stuff. And what's the one thing that we pray that God would make us to bless with? Forgive us our trespasses as We forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus taught his disciples to pray this way, to see forgiveness as this special thing. Do you get it? Forgiveness is the infinite resource. God's pipeline of grace is still pumping God's forgiveness into your life through the word, through your baptism, through Holy Communion, in the context of a congregation that God has blessed you and me with. And how did God get his forgiveness going? By giving up everything. By treating his perfect life as the hot potato. By giving us his life. By guaranteeing that even though I make not blessing people an art form that I'll always have God's forgiveness because at the end of his short and beautiful life when Jesus was put up on a cross and he had nothing in his pockets because he didn't even have pockets the soldiers were divvying up the last of his clothing that at that sad end of his life right as they were hoisting him up as the great legacy of Jacob His descendant, Jesus, was being put to death when God was blessing all people through this family as they were hoisting him up. 
Jesus called down the forgiveness of God, saying, Father, forgive them, for they haven't learned yet. They don't know what they're doing. Let's learn this lesson sooner rather than later. Let's bless whoever we meet next. Let's ride off into the sunset like Jacob starting now as we worship the God who not only blesses us, but hallelujah, he also blesses through us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, open our eyes to the beauty of blessing. It is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.